Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we are talking with successful business owners to hear the stories of their journey to building their business. And because we know that success doesn't happen alone, we are recognizing the folks who have helped us uh, in our excelling in our business. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest is passionate about people and learning everything that she can about them. In her downtime, she enjoys reading, camping, and hanging out with friends, and she's most proud of being a mom and a wife. It is my pleasure to welcome Sue Ann to the show today. Hello, Sue Ann. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your background, um, your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, about your family, and some of your hobbies. Okay, yeah. Uh, my name is Sue Ann Emmons. We've introduced that already. I um, I grew up, I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I grew up downtown Indianapolis in areas that were called the Valley and Old South Side, which is where um, where I met my husband. We have three children, four grandchildren, two dogs, and two grand dogs. All the dogs are. <laughs> I love it. Dogs. <laughs> oh, so fun. So uh, we've, you know, you told them that you know my hobbies. What my hobbies are? I do love to read good uh, romance novels. Sometimes I. Uh, I'm not sure. I go from uh, those to personal development, kind of back and forth. I get a little bored with one and go to the other. And then, of course, <laughs> outdoor activities and playing with the dogs, hanging out with people. I, I do love people. I love to hear their stories and I've, I love to talk. So talk and listen, talk and listen. So my favorite things to do. <laughs> so with our family, uh, when, once we started having children, you know, I wanted to get our children away from uh, public schools because I didn't have the best experiences. So we moved out closer to Mooresville, Indiana, in Decatur Township in 2000. And so that's that's where our children grew up and graduated high school and went on to college and so that's pretty much it. We've been uh, in Decatur Township for close to 15 years, with the exception of moving around a little bit with life-changing circumstances with my husband's mother and things like that. Wonderful. Well, Sue Ann, tell us, what is a funny story that your family likes to share about you that, that you'd be willing to uh, tell us today? Yeah, I love this question. I'm sure I could come up with a million, but this one. So I uh, live truly to my blonde nature. Um, <laughs> when uh, we first started having children, my my father lives in Eastern Kentucky. And so I, I actually, you know, kind of grew up with, you know, two different households. And, um, and growing up, we didn't have screen doors such as like in patio doors. And so when I went to visit him and his uh brand new house in Eastern Kentucky. He had the patio doors and the hot tub and all the things that, you know, I grew up in an old house where you got a front door and back door and maybe a storm door. And so uh, not paying attention. Uh, and, and I was warned ahead of time. So dad says there is a screen door. So you make sure you, you know, open that screen door and close the screen door because he knows my nature. And so I'm okay. Yeah, sure. Sure enough, I walk straight through <laughs> that screen door and tear that screen door off. And it was just like, you, you knew it was going to happen. So that's a story they tell about the screen door and my blonde self walking through the screen door to get to that hot tub. So I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I, can, I can remember um, 
<laughs> being at parties and seeing that happen. So it's 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 always funnier from the people that don't run through the screen door than yeah. it is for the person who does. <laughs> <laughs> true, true enough. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Oh, there's so much to tell, um, but I'll narrow it down. My So my late mother-in-law, uh, she ran a uh, cleaning company. And so my husband and I worked for her when we started our family. We, we worked for her because we were pretty young when we started our, our family. And so we worked for her. And through the years, she decided she just really wanted to move on from that and so she gave us her contract so she was a apartment cleaning company she did some residential but mostly it was multifamily housing and she also uh, did some carpet cleaning so we kind of took on the carpet and the cleaning services and so after a few years of that we both decided that we just kind of we didn't really want to be cleaners. We we just didn't really, we, we didn't have find joy in it anymore. So we closed the doors and both uh, my husband and I did some other things. Um, I, I went off to the military and he went to work for a painting company and some other uh, jobs in between there. But mainly for what we do now, that's kind of where we started because then, you know, I went from being an admin in the military and an admin for in the medical field and then working with uh, and oh, going to school for business. And 2009, he comes to me and says, I think I'm ready to start a company again. And at first he said, you know, maybe, maybe we could start with cleaning. And I, I just said, I, I'm just not, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I clean my house, but I don't really want to, I don't want to be a cleaning company. And so you're, you're painting. What do you think about that? And he said, I could totally do it. And so I said, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm behind you a hundred percent. And so he started uh, looking for into the old contracts with our cleaning contracts and some apartment complexes. And he went back to work, at, but as a painter instead of a cleaning company and a sole proprietor. And at the time I was offered a job with Homeland Security. And so we kind of was back and forth. He said, I really need you to help me here. Um, because I, you know, really want to get this up and going, but we also needed insurance. So I went ahead and took the job and helped him the best that I could from 2009 until 2014, where I decided I could probably help him a little more if I focused on just that. Very cool. So, um, the confidence of, of starting the business came from having done it already with, with the, the first one. So, Talk a little bit about that. How did how did you guys you know go from hey we don't want to have a business to now we want to have a business again? Is there any any insights there that uh, you'd be willing to share with us? Yeah. So you know when we when we had the business when we were younger, there was a lot of things we didn't know, and by me going to business, getting a business degree, you know, I have an associate's in arts of business. So, you know, the little bitty things and learning along the way, I had more confidence in the processes that it, that it takes to open your business, who you would need to talk to and those things along the way. The confidence really just came from him saying, I, I need you for this because he knew that 
that I had some knowledge about the back end where, where yeah. you know, where you would need to have the legal stuff and, and the business plan and all of those things. So the confidence really came in that, yes, we already knew how it was to work with like contracts in the multifamily housing. So that helped us to uh, have some confidence there. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more about the company. So what's the name? What do you guys do? How do you help people? Okay, so uh, we're Emmons Painting Service. We are uh, we focus in painting and uh, drywall remodeling, but mainly we work in residential hospitality and multifamily housing. Uh, we we actually just this last year added in some maintenance plans for like um, common hallways and things like that, so that our communities could stay fresh. Mm -hmm. And so that's just kind of something new that we did this year, and it's you know part of the growth process. Um, the company has grown from being in a home office to we have our own location. And at our location, we added also a neighborhood U-Haul dealership so that we could have more traffic from the street. Because, you know, it's not every day that people just walk in and say, hey, I just I need a painting company. Unless <laughs> you have commercials and things like that going on. And we, we don't. So we thought that would really help us get those people that are moving in and out, uh, seeing that we are here if you need anything. Wonderful. And where are you guys located? We are on Thompson Road off of it. We're in Decatur Township off of High School and Kentucky Avenue. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a side road that you can see from Kentucky Avenue. So if you're familiar with the area where there's a Rally's restaurant right in front of us. <laughs> Fantastic. So share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that that person had on you. You, I think it just still goes back to my husband and my mother-in-law. I, I don't think I, I don't know if I can give them enough credit, truthfully. You know, she, she told me, just keep track of all, all of your receipts. Uh, make sure that you're always talking to your clients. And my husband, you know, he, Derek, Derek is his name. And so he really has pushed me in that, you know, I have confidence in you. I appreciate everything that you do, which that really, that really helps me on days where I'm like, I'm just not sure. Mm. I'm just not sure how we'll do this. Yeah. That just, that kind of just rounds me back in and saying, no, you have this. He has confidence in you and he trusts in you. So you go out and you do the things. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, I, having a uh, the support of our our spouses is is significant in terms of you know that for business owners that the every day is not necessarily the greatest. There's some ups and downs, and so being able to have that you know that solid support and and background or backing uh, can make the difference uh, week to week, can it? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. So, what's the biggest learning that you've had as a business owner? You know, there's trial and error. One thing that I love to keep in the forefront of my mind is that there is power in failure. Mm -hmm. We we do fail a lot. That's that's part of life. And and you can really look at failure as a negative, or you can look at it as a positive. And I like to look at failure as growth. What didn't work here must mean I need to go some, you know, I need to maneuver somewhere else 
to keep this going. So as a business owner, you just have to, in my opinion, you have to keep trying. Um, one of the biggest things I learned early on in this business is networking is so important. Like, I, I just really can't emphasize that enough. I <laughs> met people early on. It was, you know, sometimes I think the cards just lay out for you when you're really putting it out in the universe, what you're doing in this, in this world. And I've had, um, oh, there was a, it's, it's not a newsletter, but one of the ma money mailer, that was the name of it. I had a representative come in and she just really took me under her wing and took me to some networking groups locally. And that opened my eyes to see that aspect of things. Um, I also walked into, I went door to door at some point once I decided in 2014 with Derek that I would just, you know, resign from Homeland Security and really focus on helping our company. I went door to door and said, you know, if you really, really, really want to do something, you just go start talking to people. And so I go into this uh, apartment complex and they never, they never ended up using us. But the manager there, she said, you know, um, you may be interested in uh, the Indiana Apartment Association. She said she was a traveling manager who worked for herself. And so this, this uh, um, networking association was uh, an important key factor in our growth. That is awesome. I like so, something you said earlier about putting it out into the universe. It makes me reminds me of the law of attraction, and and uh, it, it's so powerful that basically that it means whatever we put out is what we attract. So I love that the networking and having that can do attitude and and just doing the th the door knocking, just doing the things that are that were needed to be able to to build up that business and attract you know, future business and, and uh, the, the, the failing, the, the learning forward is an, a way that I heard. It's not what you said, but that's what I took in terms of what you said is, Hey, we are going to fail. We're going to make mistakes, but what can we learn from it? And how do we use that to be, become better versions of ourselves and, and build a better business moving forward? So I really like that perspective of, you know, failing is just part of the journey. We're all going to do it. Um, so we might as well embrace it. I, I love that perspective. So how do you, how did you get to that point? How did you be okay with the fact that failing was just part of the journey? Well, I think mainly it's in the industry that we are in, um, apartment communities are managed uh, by different companies. And so if so if one management company decides they no longer want to manage this community, they will, you know, uh, an, this community will find another company to manage them. And once that happens, uh, staff changes. And it, it happens in a lot of companies, not just in multifamily. But it, in particular for us, when that happens, a lot of times... Um, there will be new maintenance uh, supervisors and things like that. And a lot of times they will bring in their contractors who they have and they've trusted rather than keep the ones that are there for, you know, for whatever reason or another. And so I don't know if you can really call that failure, but it can kind of feel like failure when you are, when you're dependent on funds from working on the, in these communities. And so you just say, let's maneuver and find something else because it does feel like failure, but grabbing some uh, work somewhere else helps you to see, okay, I we can do better. So whatever it was there that they didn't like about us, and maybe it was nothing, maybe it was not, had nothing to do with us, but if it was, then 
then we can do better somewhere else. And, you know, another thing that really helped me is that um, our processes, learning along the way how to be um, better for uh, our customers and things that, you know, in communication and making sure they're seeing all the processes that we are doing and um, scheduling and making sure that they see the work. So um, we have we now have systems in place that they can communicate with us and see all the work that we do. All right, fantastic. So tell me, um, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So what's one of the biggest challenges that you had during the years and maybe a fellow business owner that came alongside you and helped you get through that challenge? Well, I would say that uh, some of the challenges with most, and I would say with most companies, is uh, learning how to finance your ventures. Um, really what helped us with the financing part is just looking in different areas. Also, I, through networking and through the money mailer friend of mine, she uh, introduced me to an accountant friend that she had. And she really helped us to see that there were, there were uh, grants out there that can help you there, you know, the better, I mean, the small business um, administration can help you. There's so many different uh, avenues that you can take, but you have to actually put yourself out there and really look for those resources. And so that was a, that was a struggle in the beginning, but once we found our way with it, it's, it's, it's been pretty amazing the help that you can get to help you grow. Um, another, another difficult thing for us, a challenge has been, and, and it's, it's continuous is hiring, mm. uh, getting people to work at, you know, and, and it's a trade that, it's it's not always the um, easiest thing, and it's definitely a skilled trade as far as painting and drywall. So finding people that are you know willing to really put their expertise into what they're doing and be proud of their work, it's that's definitely a challenge that we have. Um, so definitely have had a lot of help with um, Indeed and ZipRecruiter. Those type of companies really have helped uh, honing down on what type of people that we really need in our company. Um, there's another one called the Tradesman International. That that company also hires specific trade types. So that's that's definitely helped us. Yeah. Um, one of the other difficult things for me is having the hard conversations with your employees. That's <laughs> ever been my, you know, I love to talk to people and I love to make things, make things happy. So the, the hard conversations were never my uh, strong points, put it that way. <laughs> yes. You, you mentioned hiring and a lot of folks have, have wrestled with that over the past year with all the craziness happening in the marketplace. And um, one of the, the keys to hiring for folks listening is to make sure that you're you're finding people that fit your culture first. And so the mistake a lot of us make is we'll put our job posting or our job description out on Indeed and, and then wonder why we're not attracting the right people. Well, mar looking for people is just like any other type of marketing. So we've got to turn that job uh description into a job ad, turned it into a marketing tool where we're we're attracting people that fit our culture and fit our 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 way of life. And and that way if we find the right cultural fit, then 
we know that those people are coming for the right reasons and they're they're going to fit into our our organization then we can evaluate whether they've got the right skills and experiences and and so um I, I love that uh, that Suanne that you shared that you know that that has been a challenge because a lot of people are wrestling with that, um, and I find that folks tend not to, you know, not to be as willing to share the the challenges and the and the struggles that they're going through it, um, but it can be helpful for other people to realize that they're not alone. So thank you for being willing to to share that with us today. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's definitely one. I appreciate the marketing strategy on it. It's Part, part of the failure process is growing and learning from the failures. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Hey, if I uh, was to put you on the spot and ask you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them um, being there to help with your business's growth, who are those three people and how they help you? Well, I will, number one, I'm going to go with Danny Duggar. He works, he's actually, uh, maintenance and procurement is, I think is his title now, but he's, uh, he works with J.C. Hart. Um, uh, I don't know if it's real estate or exactly what, but I know it's J.C. Hart is the name of the company. And he really helped us to get into a place with the multifamily housing that we were not, we were unable to get into before. And that really helped the growth. And really, I think more confidence in working for A-grade properties. Whereas, you know, there was a time we weren't working in A-grade properties and we really specialize in like in changing over from residential to multifamily. And so if, you know, the cheaper, put it this, the cheaper communities aren't as detailed as the nicer communities, you know, where the, your walls are a certain color and your trim is different and, and it looks more like your, your home would look. And so we wanted to be able to transition our people that were working in the communities over to residential without, you know, changing how good they really were. And so Danny was a key component in helping us get into that um, type of apartment communities. Um, two more. Let's see. The traveling manager. See, I don't have the name for her, and I really wish I did because she really <laughs> helped. She really helped me to because immediately that day when she said, "If you're really ready to grow, then you need to call the Indiana Apartment Association." And so all the people in the Indiana Apartment Associ Association are amazing. So any other contractors that really want some growth, that is definitely where you want to be, especially if you want to work in the multifamily housing industry. And so that traveling manager helped us a lot um, and the Indiana Apartment Association. So, but by name, I'm just going with Danny. And another person um, is Teresa Rohde. She's an accountant and the, that's the accountant that's really helped us uh, with the financial parts of things and helping us to see not only just with our company, but any questions of friends or family that are doing their own small business stuff, I can always send them to her. And I'm also part of a networking group that uh, has her in it. And that's kind of, that's how I got in contact with you or you got in contact with me is through that networking group, which is uh, pro networking. Fantastic. Awesome. So let's shift gears here and talk about the future. As you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you'll face in reaching your goals? And who are the types of people that you're going to need to overcome those challenges? 
Well, we, we've kind of brushed over that, the hiring part, you know, hiring teams uh, for marketing. I've got, I've got a PR person now that's working with me, but having people that are in sales and having people in the culture for painting and drywall, those are, we've, we've already had those challenges, but, but I'm hoping that in three to five years that we really have the company in a place where it, it's, it's an, an, not only an enjoy that you enjoy the work that you do, but the whole culture is an amazing place to be in. And, you know, art is, is such a, a an amazing thing to me. And so I, I, I don't, I'm not a painter, so I love to do projects, but these guys really love what they do. And so I'm really hoping in the next three to five years, those challenges that we've had in hiring people that we find people that truly enjoy doing this type of work and that we can cater to the needs of those employees so that not only they are happy, the customers are happy and everyone is happy doing what we do. Wonderful. And um, last question here, Jim Rohn, awesome uh, author and, and business leader from the past. Uh, one of his quotes is, we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So, so, and as you think about this quote, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own? Those who think that um, that they they can't or shouldn't ask for help and and that they just have to figure it out by themselves. What advice would you have for them? You know, there is an old saying that um, word of mouth is the only way to do business. And I have to disagree. I I think that it does work, but but I think you really have to try all the the faucets of business. You have to make a plan. You have networking, networking, networking. Some people just really don't think that it's it's necessary, but how can you really meet people if you don't get out there? And those networking groups are all over the place, online, they're in person. If you network, your business will grow. That's the main key component in that. And another thing, you know, if you're if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. So, you know, you learn from those who know more than you do. And that's also why I love to talk to people, because what do you know that I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and for business, that's so important. Yeah. And to that point of uh finding a different room the, the, with technology today, it's so easy to watch a video or, you know, read a book or, you know, attend a, an online conference so that there's no, really no excuses not to surround yourself with smarter people because it's so easy today to, to do that. Right. Right. Absolutely. I agree. So, so Anne, it sounds like you've been uh, blessed with some incredible people that have helped you along your journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Thank you. You've, you've really helped my life and I appreciate you. That's what I would say. Wonderful. Well, so Anne, it has been a pleasure uh, speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread the movement by liking the show or posting about it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.